Hey guys, welcome back or welcome to the My Cup Overflows podcast. Um, today, this is my second podcast that I will be recording and can I tell you, I am so excited for this podcast. It has been it has been amazing to see how the Lord has been teaching me through these passages that we're going to talk about, and I am so, so excited. So I am ready to go. I have my coffee right here um, that says enjoy today on it. It's like a yellow mug. It's so cute. So I've got my coffee here, um, my Bible here, and so I'm so ready to jump in. So today we are going to be talking about keeping slash guarding our hearts in truth and what that means. So we're going to actually look at two passages of scripture. One of them, so it's kind of going to be split. So we're going to talk about keeping and guarding our hearts in truth in terms of our emotions and our desires. We're going to talk about that part of keeping our hearts with truth. And then we're going to talk about a second part, which is keeping and guarding our hearts in truth in terms of the lies that the enemy will speak to us and even the lies that we believe about ourselves and just talking about the outside sources that can come in if we're not protecting our hearts with what the truth actually is. So we have two passages, like I said, um, the first one is in Proverbs 4.23. So if you want to get your Bible out, we're going to be there for a little bit, and then we're going to switch to John 8, 31 through 32, and which is my, which is my favorite scripture ever, and hopefully I will be able to explain just, just how deep that verse goes into my life. So we're going to start in Proverbs 4, 23. And again, with this verse, we're going to be talking about keeping our hearts in terms of our emotions and our desires. So Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life. So such a solid verse. I know some people use it in different ways, but um, that verse is, is talking about how to be on guard with all of the things that come at us in keeping our hearts with vigilance. And so I'm going to I'm going to talk about it in terms of emotions and desires. So something I've noticed over the years of being in the word and kind of really saturating myself with it is that if I'm not doing that, then my emotions and my desires for other things other than God, they kind of take root and they grow on their own. And so keeping our hearts in truth and knowing what's truth is what kind of keeps it in control. So for example, this is kind of what I think about in this verse. There is a house in my neighborhood that grows um, vines like up the front of the house, right? So the first few years, it wasn't really, wasn't really to the top of the house. So it would grow every year. And so I realized that the owners of the house, they didn't keep it, keep it kept. So I don't know, keep it kept. I think that's right. Um, they didn't, um, maintain it and they didn't, they just kind of let it go. And so what happened is as the years went on, the roots 
and the vines kind of took their own path of growth. And so towards the last few years is the whole vine covered the house or ivy. Um, it covered the whole house, right? So I was watching a YouTube video. I think it was like on gardening or something. I find some weird videos to kind of go through on YouTube, but it was on gardening. And what I learned was that with those vines, if you, they have the potential for two things. They have the potential to grow and kind of do whatever they want, or they can be trained to follow a path. So in this video that I was watching, the owners of this vine, what they did is they got like a white fence and the fence is like crossed. So there's like little squares on it. It's kind of like, looks like a picket fence maybe, um, I think that's what a picket fence is where the it's kind of like a crossed fence. There's a bunch of um, like X's in it. So what they did is they had the vine, right? But every single day they would go back to the vine and they would trim it and they would prune it and they would keep it along the path. So the vine had the potential to follow the path of the crosses to where it would look organized and it would flow in straight lines and straight paths and the the way that they got it to look like this when, when it was gorgeous towards the end is that every day they would come and they would lead it back on its track so if they slept at night and then woke up in the morning and it was kind of off a little bit they would kind of guide it towards the the fence and then it would continue in that path and they would prune off the edges and they would keep their vine and I think that that is a visual of this verse of Proverbs 4:23. it's keeping our hearts with all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life so just like our hearts in the truth is when we are focused in it and we are diving into it we can keep on the right path and the springs of life will come out of that but if we're not we can kind of go crazy and we can take whatever path comes and whatever's offered to us and oh i'm feeling angry today i'm just going to live in anger and then that causes destruction or i'm really fearful today and so i'm just going to stay in my room and not be out with community or anything i'm sad today and i'm not going to open up i'm just going to wallow in it no is when that happens our life our vine of our the vine of our life causes destruction and it it's not trained as how it should but when we keep going to the word day after day it prunes our desires it shows us what we should be feeling and it leads us into truth and to who Jesus is and that or from that flows the springs of life and that's where life comes from so that's kind of the first part of um, how we can guard our our hearts with truth is knowing that our hearts have the potential to grow crazy with our emotions, but it also has the potential to be um, gardened by the gardener's hand, which is the Lord's hand. And it can, if we invite him in, he can prune our hearts and he can guide us in the direction to where springs of life come from. So that is that side of guarding our hearts. Um, and then I want to kind of talk about a second part, um, which is guarding our hearts and keeping our hearts in in truth with the lies that kind of get 
told to us and what we believe. And so for this, this is my favorite passage of all time. I think I might have mentioned this in the last podcast, but it is John 8, 31 through 32. And the title is The Truth Will Set You Free. Oh, so excited. So let's go ahead and read it. Um, Hopefully you have your Bibles and you can turn to it. But it says, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Man, like that verse is, every time I read it, I'm like so, like so excited about it. Um, and, and hopefully you'll begin to be excited about it too um, with just getting to the root of what Jesus is saying here. So um, in, this, in this verse, I always thought, you know, people say the phrase like, the truth will set you free. And it's like, oh, if you're keeping something and like telling it out, like that helps. That's true. But I think Jesus might be getting to something deeper here. And um, I just kind of want to walk through what he's teaching me about that verse. So what are, I had to, when I thought about this verse, I was like, okay, what are anti-truths, right? And what are the things that the enemy tries to tell us, okay? It's always things about the core things of humans, right? It's identity, purpose, security, and hope. Like there's others too, but those are pretty pretty big foundations of what he tries to get to in us and so what happens is when we believe when we believe that we get filled with those things and then we pull back from what God has called us to so if we are not filling ourselves with truth something else is going to fill that cup so think of a cup in rain or a cup of water in rain right if that cup is filled all the way to the top, the extra rain coming in is just going to kind of pop out, right? So it'll hit it, but then a little bit will overflow. But if you have an empty cup in the rain, that cup will get filled with rain. And that's kind of like a picture of our hearts and truth is if we're not filling that cup and filling our heads and filling our mind and filling our hearts and not keeping our hearts in truth, then something else will fill that cup. It's a guaranteed. And so we want to focus on the word and really pour ourselves into it so that it can fill us. So when those lies hit, they just bounce right back out because we know the truth. Um, so these, these lies, they attack our identity, our purpose, security, and hope. And this is bondage, like that is bondage, right? Because when it's attacking, it's like, ooh, let me shy away from God's what God's calling me to, or oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of step away from that decision because that's too scary. And fear fills in, and the effects of it when we allow that those lies to come in is it's it's destruction for our own lives. And so, how do we get to that point where we are so filled with truth? And I believe that filling our hearts with truth it's a day-to-day thing and it takes time to replace those thoughts that we usually have and those lies it takes time to to really pour into the word and and fill our cups with truth so I kind of wanted to talk about a, a side story here it's it's a little crazy but just bear with me so um And I think it will, God kind of taught me through this what this verse actually means. And it's going to be crazy, so just bear with me. But um, so the last few years, up until this last year, maybe 
three or four years um, back, every year I would get a an iPhone, but the storage would only be like 32 gigabytes, right? So um, I would just get it because it was on eBay. That's a life hack. If you don't want the fanciest phone, there are some on eBay for like 200 bucks, and that's what I did. So every every maybe one and a half, two years, I realized that the 32 gigabyte, my phone, like I could only take maybe maybe a thousand pictures and then only download like 10 apps, right? So the pattern of my feelings towards that were, oh my goodness, when I'm out out in public, I can't take that picture because I need to save my storage. Or, I mean, I couldn't do anything. I would go to the app store and couldn't even download it because it's like, your iCloud's service in the sky is full or whatever. Like, I just realized that over the past few years when I had those, is it was just no storage and I got in that habit of, okay, I can't really download anything. So now, flash forward to where I am now, is now I have a iPhone 7 Plus, which has 128 gigabytes. I think that's gigabytes, some kind of, I think it is, melabytes, something like that. I'm not really technologically advanced, but... um, I have a phone now that has a ton of storage, right? So I can download like five apps and be totally fine. And I can take all these videos and be fine and take all these pictures. And I have like, I'm only in like 20 gigabytes of the 128. So what I realized is when that transition happened, when I actually had my 128 gigabytes, I realized that the first few months, and even now, what I would do is because I was used to the pattern of, oh my goodness, I can't download that app, or I can't take that video, going into my first few months of my phone, I was such a minimalist, right? I would not take pictures with my 128 gigabyte storage phone. I wouldn't take pictures because I was used to the past, and so knowing the truth was that I had so much storage for myself and everybody else in my life. I had enough storage to carry us and to really live my best life on my phone with downloading games and like all the things. And I realized that like there was a pattern where even though I knew that was the truth that I had a 128 gigs, I wouldn't download things. And so I remember I was sitting on my floor and God kind of taught me a lesson. And that's the funny thing with God is he will take anything and, and teach. Sometimes I'll be walking in class and see a flower and, and God will be like, here's a verse and I want to teach you, which is him as such a good father. But he taught me with, with my iPhone, that's exactly how I am with truth and my feelings is I have this 32 gigabyte phone and I'm used to not being free, right? I'm used to being bound by my storage. But then I taste freedom, but I'm stuck in the old ways. And I'm stuck with being like, oh, I can't do that because of this. And so the lies really, really, really fill up. And then that truth can't get in. And so what is the only way that I I really know truth and step into it is reminding myself no, Bella, you feel this way, and this is what you're used to, but the truth 
is that you have 128 gigs. And then I would be like, okay, I can download this app now. And I would download it, and that would be at like 21 gigs out of 128. But the point is to say is what is the only thing that gets us to that point of knowing the truth and walking in it is the knowledge of truth and calling it to mind what the truth is. And I think all that to say to come around back to our verse is Jesus said, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And so abiding, right? Why does he use that word? Is because it's a continual thing. Is finding truth and really walking in it is something that you have to abide in. It can't be, um, if you're really struggling with lies about your identity or purpose, it can't be a thing where you read once every three weeks and then everything is solved. No, it's abide in his word and let those truths fill that cup so that the lies have no place. And um, I love how Jesus uses that word because it's not like, come visit my word. Is no, abide in my word because you got to train your heart to get used to my truth being on the throne of your mind and not what the enemy says, what you say about yourself, what others say about you. And, and when we abide in it, we know the truth. And after weeks and months and years of abiding, we get that pattern of, oh, this is actually what it is. And then knowing that truth will actually set us free to where when those arrows hit with identity and purpose, we're free from them because those bind us and those put us in bondage. But the truth is, oh no, I know this. I know that I'm set. I know that um, that won't fill me. I know that my security is not in what I do. It's in Jesus Christ. And those arrows are deflected and we are free because that sin is not coming into our lives and making us hide away. And so here's the thing that I kind of wanted to say too is going back to the storage on my phone is what's a, what's a scary thing about truth and freedom is that I could very much have my phone of 128 gigs. I could very much have that much storage but still live in the mindset that I only have 32, right? And so that freedom is right there. Like it's literally in my phone, but I could still go along the pattern of, I'm not gonna download this. I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna be this because I don't wanna get that notification that it's too much, or I don't want my phone to break down. We can literally still live in that with freedom right in our hand. And so we have to get to the point where we abide in his word and step into the truth and really, really let that come to life in our life. And um, and freedom can really, really, really sit on the other hand of our, like we could be in our left hand really tense and have fear and have these lies that really sit on us while freedom is literally in the other hand. We just have to set our mindset on it. And so... Um, that is the encouragement is abide in his word and let those truths trump every other lie and that will set you free the knowledge of the truth will know the truth and the truth will set us free and so as we kind of end um we talked about two things we talked about keeping our hearts in terms of our emotions and our desires right because those can go haywire so if we keep our heart in truth and we 
abide in his word, we can kind of protect ourselves and let him protect us from destruction. And then on the other side, in terms of lies and all the things that kind of hit us and really put us into bondage, if we know the truth and we really press into his word and press into Jesus Christ and what he's done on the cross, then we really, really can be free. So that is pretty much what I wanted to talk about. I was so excited to talk about this because this is something that the Lord has worked in my life year after year. And and he showed me that it's not a quick fix, right? Knowing truth is something that I've got to stay in every day and really kind of put my guard rolls up to if anything is anything else than what God says, it's not the truth. And so that will set you free. So that is it. Um, again, I always want to encourage you to go into your own space and really read these passages and let the Lord teach you from his word, right? Because I could say all these things, but if if the Lord wants to teach you something else, the only way is that if you're in his word and reading it for yourself. So I hope you enjoyed, whether this is your first time or you are coming back. Um, I really hope you enjoyed it. And um, I'm now settled in, in school, so hopefully all of these will be a little bit more in, um, not as sporadic. Hopefully I'll be able to um, do them more often. So thank you so, so much for listening. Um, I really hope that you walk in truth today and really invite him into your life.